Just before we get into this episode of the Flowcast, I want to take a minute to forewarn you. It's a little bit different from our usual format. Josh and Dan, if you can't tell, are good friends of ours, and so it got a little bit crazy, a little bit funny, um, and I knew this going into it, so it wasn't like it was a big surprise, but it is a little bit chaotic, a little bit less formal and organized as the usual Flowcast episode, so I hope you bear with us because it was a good episode, lots of good information about their upcoming trail run as well as some cool mental toughness tips and tricks that you'll get from two guys that really excel in that field, Josh and Dan. But it was also something where they told me that they were gonna dress up silly for this and uh, I didn't know what to expect. So I definitely suggest you click over to the YouTube video if you're listening to the audio form of this because you're gonna get a lot more laughs and understand what's going on if you do at least check out some of the images or some of the shots from this episode of the Flowcast. Oh, and one more thing. Josh usually doesn't control his uh, vocabulary very well, so this is going to be more of an explicit episode, not really suited for any of the kids that, are, that may be listening in the background. So be sure to pop in those headphones or you know, listen to it on your commute or something where you don't have kids in the car. Like Is that, that a towel or a scarf? Well, we're yeah. running outdoors in the no, winter. I figured you need to wear a scarf, a right? Yeah. Well, there way. Are you going to do the race? Okay. <laughs> He's ready. I, I kind of heard that you might. Is it not today? Yeah, yeah, it's after this. We go oh. right to it. <laughs> I need to hydrate for this one. Which has like right. tons of shit. In oh, yeah, you put a lot of <laughs> <sighs> well, you got freaking bath water, you turd. Slushy you water. Scoop it into the tank if you want. After Teddy. Oh, yeah. Like Gatorade, basically. I think you'd probably drink that one. I think, oh, I think so good. I think you would get the runs <laughs> from that water. one. Oh, oh, I would, yeah. <laughs> With all the magnesium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so you have a real good sleep too. Yeah, yeah. you would. No headaches. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of yeah. the runs, Oh, are you we, guys we're are... using that to start. That's good. That's good. Oh, nice. Should Disney we do a disclaimer? Us. Isn't that a, isn't that like we need a... That was good. Disclaimer, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of riffraff in this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This this won't be the most <laughs> yeah. serious of episodes, yeah, so... Actually, Dan's pretty serious about this episode. Yeah. I'm very serious. <laughs> uh, do you want to do a job interview after? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is definitely one that uh, people will want to, like... Check out on YouTube. I as think well. you should, if you're listening, if to this you're right listening now, in, watch it. Instead. At least see a clip of the uh, outfits we got on here. They have on them. People ever just stare at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Dan knows what we're doing today. He's sort of. This is an intervention, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What yeah, we uh, we have an issue with your shorts. Are they too too long? They're, yes, they're t- <laughs> it's okay. We got the we got it covered up by the microphone. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> That's perfect. Thank you. That's good. That's good. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, uh, well, are we ready to start? I think we already started. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Sure. What time good are you going to leave soon? Good till nine. I'm good till no. two. Good till two. <laughs> I got a meeting at 9 30. Do you want to I, I would put, yeah. the, put this on the uh, other yeah. table so we're not rattling the mic. Oh, though. oh all right. So professional. Good call. Good call. Let me put my shorts back on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. So we've got uh, got Josh and Dan here today. And uh, Josh and I had a fun episode a while back. We started off in the the sauna. (laughs) And we had a cold tub together before. (laughs) Or actually, we did it afterwards, but we kind of made it seem like it was... It was part of the whole thing. And no, you just ruined the illusion. We acted. Yeah. We were professional cool. actors. <laughs> People didn't know we didn't do that. <laughs> but we've got uh, Dan Groudon here with us as well today. And uh, these guys are, are putting on a pretty cool event at the end of the month. So I wanted to get them on to talk about that and maybe... As seriously as we can get, <laughs> kind of. You just talked to Siri when you said seriously. <laughs> Even Siri's trying to get into the conversation. <laughs> anyway, um, maybe we'll get some some cool tips for the people that actually want to take part in this and mm. and find out what's going on. But be good to give them tips. Yeah, and tricks. Okay. Yeah. I think so. You know, try to get everybody involved. But yeah. Whoever wants to go first, kind of talk about what's what's happening at the end of the month. I guess I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so we're decided, or we decided to put on a little bit of a fun event that is new and different to the area. It's based on a backyard ultra marathon, which is essentially um, a closed loop where people every hour on the hour run the same loop. And then it's an elimination. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most recent ones was held by uh, Lazarus, who hosted Barkley Marathons. And the winners ran over 60 hours. Ooh. So <laughs> we thought we'd scale it back quite a bit. Okay. It's going to be a mini version, a 10-hour yeah. time cap. Okay. But basically, <laughs> Saturday, November the 30th at Haraldtown Conservation, starting at 7 a.m., there's a 2.68-kilometer loop. And we are going to start. You have half hour to complete the loop. If you finish in 20 minutes, you have 10 minutes rest. Mm. 7.30, same thing. Half hour to complete the loop, so on and so forth. After four hours, then we start the elimination. So oh. then the last person in each loop will be eliminated. And we'll continue till 5 p.m. and uh, see who's left standing. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So that's like everyone's getting in around, what, 18 kilometers before you start eliminating? Something yeah, like something that? like that. <clears throat> so that's already. Yeah, funny. 18. Yeah. Yeah, it's already... That's already something to talk about. Yeah. It's already wow. something to talk about. I mean, we can start there. <laughs> I, I thought the eliminations would start after the first round. I think I'm... I don't know if I'm suited for this thing, but... Well, you might be able to eliminate yourself. <laughs> you could. You know, my... Uh, one you of the, can walk that long in half an hour, though. Right? I, I, was, I was walking okay. last night, and I got mm-hmm. thinking, probably. I could probably walk that distance in half an hour. So there and you so go. I'm wondering... So spend four hours that. going on a real steady hike. Yeah. Just keep in mind, like the elimination round, it probably won't be the quickest if you're walking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the first four hours, go for it. Saves energy. You could yeah. then sprint that one. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. So yeah, the the idea was definitely from that, and uh, kind of from like 
kind of stem from like some CrossFit workouts where you do like an every minute on the minute or every whatever you pick a time and just repeat it. Yeah. Which does pose a different challenge mentally too, because you have to focus on a specific pace. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we did, uh, we thought 30 minutes would be better because if it was an hour, we figured people would be waiting too long, um, in between. And and if there were any spectators, it would be a really big pain in the butt, like to be hanging out for an hour Mm -hmm. if you miss them. Um, so we thought half an hour would be better, more repeats, more like, Social time too, right? Yeah. Because a big part of it is community. Yeah. want to get something together for Peterborough that can be fun and challenging too, but also just like people meeting other people that are like-minded that are running in the winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think the smaller time also isn't as scary to people yeah. to join Yeah. In. It's approachable as yeah. in, in some capacity. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah especially when you think, like I, I just said, I, th- I think most people could probably walk or like, even if you like jog for five minutes of that time you would probably complete you know at least a couple of the rounds yeah to, to kind of get going mm-hmm. which is so any level thing. really has it uh yeah. have you haven't revealed the the actual trail yet right you kind of just did a teaser of like how long it took you to when you did a test run of it yeah not that i know that shot i wouldn't tell you if i had <laughs> <laughs> so it's still it's still a surprise <laughs> it's just still a surprise I, yeah yeah, I guess what we can say is uh, they're pretty wide trails. They're moderate. There's no, like, really steep pitches. Oh, okay. Maybe one or two, but overall, it's kind of welcoming to everyone. They're still fun trails to run. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we did a couple of trials, and it was like, mm, this is, like, pretty slick here. Or, you know, we were glad we didn't do some of the more difficult ones because right. it just increased the risk of people falling and smashing their shin or twisting their ankle or slipping or Mm -hmm. and it's it's already going to be well we don't know exactly what the weather is going to be but right around zero winter so more slippery than usual so we tried to pick something that was a little bit more friendly but still challenging to the runner that wanted to push himself Mm -hmm. are you guys planning to uh like groom the trails before or is it just kind of as is what's the as is yeah just let her go i don't think you unless we got like a huge snowpack uh, there's not yeah. much you could really do, I guess. Yeah. We'll probably go like a, a day or two before just to sort of double check if, if a tree's falling down or something, then yeah. do that, but nothing major. Okay. If there's a big pile of dog crap or something, you can move that. we <laughs> <laughs> leave it. It's yeah, it would be frozen or close to. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> leave it. Other, than, um, other than kind of getting this inspiration from like the like you said, the sort of backyard ultras and stuff. Is there anything, is there any other impetus for doing this or what, what kind of sprang it to mind for you guys? To be honest, I don't remember. We always kind of talk about (laughs) doing kind of weird events or things. Yeah. I think that's one thing that we talked about this, I guess maybe last week or the week before. Is one thing that we have in common is I could say, do you want to go run 60 kilometers through the woods or go jump in an ice cold river? And Josh wouldn't even just a bad night. Like, yeah, it's doing a couple of normal where most people like, yeah. Oh, you're nuts. Oh, that's crazy. It's like, okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So try to make fun of you sometimes, actually. You know, when it hurts <laughs> in the inside underneath this hoop. It's okay. There we go. <laughs> so, Dan, what it, have you done any sort of? Like, I know that you've, you've ran, ran in the, a dark box for a day, but have you done any sort of like ultra runs or I don't know your, not in your feet? 
competition. <laughs> okay. Um, I've done uh, one longish, or I shouldn't say long, one long run by myself after I've done speed skating. Cool. Um, what was long for you? 70K. Yeah, just an easy run. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Lunchtime jog. So it was, I had a 10K loop um, and I was quiet, come back, get some water, come back and cool. get in seven hours. I wasn't like trying to break a speed record, but. Uh, that's still great. Was, yeah, no, it, yeah. it was fast, but yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, that's probably the longest run I've done, but okay. I haven't really done much competing endurance events aside from um, like uh, adventure racing. Like oh, okay. So you just straight up enjoy it. Yeah. It's not, you, yeah, no, you don't I, need anyone cheering you on. You just go do it. I, I just find it fun. That's cool. <laughs> Form of therapy, I guess, too. Sure. You go. Um, yeah. How? Um, <laughs> just because we kind of we, we've talked about Josh's backstory with some of the the uh, mental toughness challenge races that he likes to do, but um, just for anybody that's not familiar listening in, what what's a little bit more on your backstory, Dan? Like, what what have you done that's led up to this as far as that that mental toughness as well as uh, like sports? Uh, okay. <laughs> I spent many years, I guess, in high performance sport, uh, mostly with hockey, um, played it at a fairly high level. And then from there went to speed skating and skated, um, with the national team for a few years out in Calgary. And I mean, there'd be days where you'd be training seven, eight, ten hours a day, uh, on your bike. I remember being in Arizona doing like a six hour bike ride in the morning and then like two, three hours in the weight room in the afternoon. And it just became normal. So I think with anyone, like what you do, that becomes your normal. So it's not like to me, it it seems normal, but someone else just, they don't have that experience. So Mm. they can work themselves up to that. It just kind of what what happens, I guess. Cool. Um, That explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Because we, uh, I mean, we reference it on the podcast a lot and, you know, whether it's Josh and I talking, but like, You've, you've kind of got a legendary capacity for <laughs> endurance in, mm-hmm. in Peterborough. And does that, does it like stick with you after all those years? Or is that something that you're sort of like, you think that you've kind of been genetically built for in the first place or a bit of both? I'd say a bit of both. I think, um, to be honest, I'm surprised at my endurance still, uh, just especially after having kids and how little <laughs> physical activity I do get these days. <laughs> Works out like once a month. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think it's just, yeah, literally 30 years of high performance sport and yeah, your homeostasis is like way up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I think a lot of it's genetics, but a lot of it just that base that was literally built over 30 years. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's also, uh, it's affirming for, for anybody that's kind of seeking that stuff too, right? To just put in thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like as um, long as it takes. Like a lot of years. you know, a lot a lot of powerlifters or powerlifting coaches say the same thing. Like, how do you become a great squatter? Squat every week for ten years, and yeah. and it's mm-hmm. the same concept. It's whether it's cardio or strength. It, it, it's nice to hear because people are always like, I don't know. I think you got to build you. You got to work yourself up to thinking that's nice to hear, right? Because people are looking for that quick fix or that All the time, that yeah. rapid mm-hmm. answer to things. But there is no shortcut. Is uh, and I, I don't know. There's power in knowing that as well, mm-hmm. right? Because then you, then you just have to embrace the, 
some people call it the grind or the, the journey instead of like some end goal that's not going to come for 10, 20, 30 years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of just have to make it your life. Totally. Yeah. Um, so we, I know you were on the podcast before I was a no show that day, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, flaky, yeah. but, uh, for those who maybe didn't catch that one, do you want to just do a little brief synopsis of, uh, kind of your endurance challenges maybe most recently or? Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> on paper, I'm not necessarily a great athlete. Like I do like, okay at everything. Like really, it's like, I, I'm, I'm like an amateur level at pretty much everything, which is fine with me. Uh, but I've done, uh, most recently, which was like over a year ago. Now we did the 24 hour challenge in the shipping container. So some people might know it as uh, locked and loaded, which was a 24 hour run in, in sensory deprived uh, conditions on a true form running machine. And, uh, we did that with four opponent or three opponents and myself in separate shipping containers. And that was, uh, again, kind of an idea just like Dan and I are having, except with, uh, with John Witzing and that turned into a kind of a big thing on its own, but that was pretty extreme. And other than that, there was like some other uh, training on uh, kind of on its own is like Dan saying, when you put in like nine hour workout days and that could be totally extreme to some people, Yeah, that was like some of the training for that run. So, I mean, some of those you might classify as that. Uh, I've only done one ultra run other than that. And it was a 50 K in New York, which was hard as shit. <laughs> and, uh, I did a half marathon, like just kind of kept really like building it up each time. Yeah. Cool. Kind of taking big steps and another training, like RJ got me in strongman yeah, yeah. like eight years ago or something. That's something like 2012 that. is when I started that. Yeah. So just having a base of, um, wanting to, uh, be better, mm -hmm. not always wanting to be the best. It's never actually been about being the best, but being better than I was and having fun with fitness. That's probably it. Cool. Yeah. That's good. It's very clear. You guys are super humble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't like, it's just, yeah. 70 K in the backyard. Like it's just something I do. Yeah. 24 hour yeah. race in a box. It's something I did, but yeah. like we said, if it's your normal, it's your normal. I, th I think, yeah. Like, uh, kind of the root of both of your guys, um, kind of, kind of a strength that you're not really, uh, accentuating here is is like this the, there is this mental toughness that like you've said has been built over many years of putting in work that is is definitely superhuman or supernatural to a lot of people so um in in some ways going into this this challenge like you guys are well prepared for it because you know how to to embrace like that that challenging thing like every every half hour on the half hour for well essentially up to 10 hours is a lot of, uh, is a lot of laps, right? There's a lot mm -hmm. of, of work, a long day. How can, um, some of like the other competitors maybe that are coming into this, how can they, they what we've got like two weeks, right? So what, um, <laughs> what would you, it's like, like uh, time. It's, uh, it's, um, are there, are there any things that you can think of like, whether it's, uh, uh, we can break it down into a couple of things. So like the nutrition, um, hydration, the training in the next couple of weeks and, and other like preparedness, what kind of things 
are you guys doing really let's let's try to make it even tougher on you on you and share your secrets <laughs> as much as you uh have thought about it because you guys are probably just diving in there like whatever it doesn't even you're probably not i don't know if you're putting a lot of thought into it but uh what things would you kind of envision doing in the next couple weeks i can kind of guess what yours is <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nothing at all you might just, you just, might pound out 100 cows on the assault bike yeah come into like <laughs> fix a machine and just set a record on a skier in 10 minutes that's it do you like when we do that to you dan yeah. Okay, good. Because no, sure. we're not going to stop. <laughs> what, what, what's that? We're just like, oh yeah, no, Dan's just the best at everything. It's um, annoying. Keep going. He's <laughs> <laughs> great. Great legs. Personality needs. No, no, it's good too, actually. Something. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you have anything you're working on? I honestly probably won't do anything. <laughs> um, but <laughs> last night. So. 30 years. I forget the lady's yeah. name, but she had said something on Facebook about, um, oh, she won't be able to get ready in two weeks and whatnot. And I had said to her, <laughs> well, this is a new event for everyone. No one in the area has done it. So everyone's going in blind. Like, So no one's really prepared for it. You're all in the same boat, rowing the same direction. Like it's, everyone's just going to work out their own thing. So there's not like clear steps. Oh, you need to do this, this, this moving forward. And that's, what's going to make you successful. You just go into it with an open mind and Mm-hmm. give it your best and whatever that is is great cool Josh yeah what am I doing <clears throat> well I asked Dan the other day actually while we were running while we were sort of figuring out these trails and I was like when's the last time you've run and you were like I don't not per, probably for like two years I've never known Dan to be a runner so <laughs> no, this is why it sort of surprised me <laughs> well we did some pretty pretty cool circuits at Good Life Oh yeah, so that was oh. no, that was more than two years ago though. Yeah. So it's you're technically. Yeah. Still <laughs> <laughs> ago. He has um, ran before though, is what we're. Getting yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of like preparedness, yeah, I don't know. Other than the thirty year base you're talking about, you haven't really run much, and I have <clears throat> run I think once in the past month, mm-hmm. and then before that, it's pretty sparing. I got I was like anti running after that box. I was like, I'm gonna do anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so I haven't done much running either. Um, so, I mean, in two weeks, you can't really, like, I don't know if you can really train for anything, but I think you can, like, maybe polish some, like, mindset skills yeah. and maybe, like, maintain not getting injured. So, I guess if if, if people want, like, a tip or something uh, well, what I'm doing, I recently started doing cold showers again. Uh, and I don't know if the water, I don't think it's like a really big toughness thing, but the water didn't feel cold at all. And usually it does. So I'm like, I don't know if like, it didn't feel cold to me this morning either. No, but like, I think comparison wise with the cold tub. Yeah, maybe it's just, it's like, it doesn't really feel like it's doing much, but you're right. I think for some people kind of get into it, it could, yeah, it is a good Challenge. So, so I mean, like, there is an element of cold that's going to be uncomfortable, yeah. but you're likely not going to be cold the whole time. For the race, you mean? Yeah, for the race. So, like, yeah, maybe, like, get outside in a t-shirt. Yeah. I don't know. People seem to chirp people for wearing shorts in the winter, but, yeah. I mean, I think it really helps getting conditioned in the cold. So, mm-hmm. I go out, like, a couple times a day and, like, 
way less clothing than is appropriate and i don't mean like naked (laughs) depending on location depending on location if i was here different um i'd be fully clothed right that's right that's that's what i meant yeah um but yeah like wearing shorts and a t-shirt going up for five minutes and trying not to get goosebumps doing like box breathing stuff like that that we've talked about just trying not to get cold and being yeah um in control of your your state um doing some running for me, I'll probably run like maybe once or like one or two other times just mm-hmm. so I like can be like, okay, I do know how to run. Okay. And then like, yeah, there was this one, this one picture. So I, like I said, like I'm not necessarily a good runner on paper at all. I just do like a couple hard things. And there's this one picture I posted from like two years ago. This is like <laughs> after the 50 K run I did where my hips were fucked for like, like, Literally, I felt like the muscles were going to fall yeah, off the bone. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I posted a picture, and Dan, like, really humbly, like, commented. He, you said something about my technique, like, I can help you on your technique. Or something. <laughs> yeah, it was it something was, like that. It was It was mostly because it was, it was in the trails, like, up and down, and it was mostly the downhill component, wasn't it? Well, the picture I posted, like, now I know. I'm like, the technique was horrible. <laughs> It was, I was running uphill and my heels were striking first. So it's like ah, complete geez. opposite of what you want to do. Oh. And say like, goodbye to your kneecaps. yeah, say, well, say goodbye to everything. Oh. My arm's so good, but <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, anyway, so, well, I don't even know where I was going with that. I was just talking about, uh, technique, running technique. You might yeah. go for a few runs to fine yeah, tune one or things. two. Don't strike your heels first on a, don't, stri- or don't or strike your heels first. Yeah. Just like, I don't know. Just be normal fit, do different shit. <laughs> and That's practice <laughs> right. normal shit yeah. how's fitness Eat or normal fit do what did you say do, what did do. you say? we'll have to listen oh, to it back yeah we'll, we'll get back that was good though what do, you, what do you think yeah. I said yeah I, now I'm confused <laughs> and everybody just said something um I think one thing that we have in common too is our uh, affinity to um focusing on breathing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. too so I think if we were going to give like a quick tip not to ruin people's running if you're used to a certain type of breathing, mm. but start nose breathing more. Like we've had a couple podcasts, we all talk about it in some yeah. capacity, which is cool. That's a little bit different. But you're this is like potentially a longer run, mm-hmm. and I'm not necessarily the best suited to win this. Like I have no idea. Like I know that you're a better runner than me, but we'll just see what happens. But I know one thing that will help is staying in control of your breathing and nose breathing as much as you can mm-hmm. so that uh, it's more sustainable. Mm-hmm. And also, I wonder, at least in my experience, I used to be a, a distance runner and then I've set that, I guess my shoes, I can say that hat down. but The bowling shoes. Yeah, the bowling, the bowling shoes bag. down, yeah. My, my hips hurt from that. Um, <laughs> but I found the hardest thing was like transitioning seasonally with my breath because the winter is really hard on your chest. Um, or at least I feel that like my lungs kind of burn when I'm going for a run when it's cold outside. Do you guys notice that? Or are you like calloused enough on the inside to, <laughs> feel? I think for me, just cause I always did sports in the cold, like the That's speed skating and the, and hockey in a ring. So yeah, it was just normal for me, but there are like, I skated with speed skaters that had, um, exercise induced asthma that was only in cold environments, yeah, which cold isn't can... great when you're. <laughs> yeah, that'd be tough. Right. Dan's gonna be sucking on peppermint the entire time. Yeah, keep it, keep it real Just, cold. Yeah, <laughs> might as well have a cold cough on your forehead. Yeah, on your forehead. <laughs> on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And yeah. what about so 
So the training wise, yeah, we've only got a couple weeks left. Uh, and then, so with this potentially being like a longer race, what are you guys thinking of nutritionally or hydrationally? Dan's answer stays the same. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? For Water you? with salt. Water with salt. For, uh, for the race, you're not going to do any like sort of prep beforehand. No, and then you know, can burn camp sandwiches or something. <laughs> <laughs> Take some of Teddy's lunch. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm Teddy doesn't like it. peanut butter. <laughs> really? I, I can't understand it. He just doesn't like it. Just doesn't like it. Mm. Where I am obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, Very most good. people are. Like, are they? The yeah, stats I, are I probably most over fifty percent. Let's yeah. let's do a quick poll. Oh, 100 percent. Oh, 100 percent. Nice. I knew it was higher than fifty. It's higher. It's a little bit. <laughs> He's also left-handed, so I wonder if that has something. To do. Ooh, you know what? Jordan was listening to a, my partner. Jordan was listening to a podcast uh, that said, "Sorry, AJ, if this is chaotic." No, but, no, no, it's uh, all good. Left-handers are more likely to be uh, sociopaths, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Just know so, now. Something to look at. Just keep an eye on some behavior. Okay. More likely. Doesn't, I was going to think race car driver, but... Well, okay. all in favor Sociopaths. of left-handed being sociopaths. <laughs> I my left hand, I'm raising my, my mom's too. left-handed, and one of my... Uh... Are you leaving because of that? Yeah, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. Fair enough. Yeah, why not? Keep one eye open while you're sleeping. Yeah. There's not oh, really a rhyme or reason done. right now, so I'm just going to, you know, reset the, <laughs> the clock. <laughs> anyway... Um, I have a question about the race. If, oh, wait, you guys, we're going to talk nutrition before nutrition. we get into left-handed sociopaths. That's an accident. <laughs> oh, actually, one thing I will say, I was listening to a podcast with John Berardi last night, and he was talking about always getting asked. So John Berardi is, those who don't know, um, co-founder of Precision Nutrition, world-leading expert in nutrition, um, asked a lot about the day of the race or day of the event. Mm-hmm. And he said... Physiologically, it's not going to do anything. Just eat something that's not going to upset your stomach. That's mm-hmm. it. So if you know there's foods that settle well, just eat that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Don't stress time. about it. Yeah. Because stress is going to make it even worse. You're exactly. going to get like bloated and gassy, and that's not comfortable either. It's, like, yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting, eh? Like the stuff you do before uh, before a, a competition. Like we've all done different competitions, and a lot of people listening have too. Mm-hmm. You're probably not changing anything. Right. Really? Like you maybe eat a bit more. Yeah. Like that's it. Like you've already trained for it. You're already going to do what you're going to do. Yeah. And I think people signing up for this probably have a baseline of running in some yeah. capacity, right? Yeah. So. They probably have a good idea. Like, yeah, I'm going to try to win this or, you know, I'm just going to try to do the first couple half hour slots and that's great for me. Mm-hmm. And like, that's cool. I don't know that you're going to surprise yourself and win if your goal is just to run for an hour. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's all what you put in, like, way before, right? Yeah, that's true. I think uh, with it being with it being colder, probably, like, hydration maybe is not as critical as if it were, like, you know, in the, the heat of the summer. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I think, well, with with sort of this, I think there's still some tra- strategy to consider, right? Because if you chug water for 10 minutes during your break after you finished each lap, you're going to struggle. Uh, I, I don't know if, uh, as, as being not a runner, I don't know if like 2.8 K is enough where you'd want a camel back or to kind of keep that hydration through that part of it. Or if you're just going to like sip a little bit between, I don't know if the, you know, the, the sort of volume of water change is going to be 
drastic with that kind of distance, especially on like a colder day or what. But I, I just thought that was something that maybe people could consider or think about. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't think you're wrong. And I think it depends on your breathing too. Like, you know, if your mouth breathing a lot more, you're going to feel like that need for more water more uh, often. Yeah. Whereas if your nose breathing, like you can go longer, you don't get dry mouth as quick. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know if that how that's going to play into strategy. So are you guys probably just going to keep water bottles or whatever at the at the rest station? I think so. You're not going to mm. take anything with you for it? I, I think, yeah, that's probably... I remember one run I did in the summer, I had this... Um, it was almost, I was challenging myself. This is like a couple years ago. I was challenging myself and how little water I could drink during a run, which right. is like maybe stupid, maybe not. I don't, it doesn't matter. It's already gone. And I, <laughs> and I had uh, 40 milliliters of water for like a 25 K run. And, uh, it was kind of interesting cause I drank like a sip of it at like 18 K and yeah. then like the rest of it, I was like, shit, yeah, I got, I got more water than I started with. So I like felt great after and it's like an interesting way to kind of like, huh. I don't know, call a negative split for water. Well, yeah, I mean, a little more the next the when you're running, half. you're like literally in fight or flight, right? Like not in a negative way. You're not combating anything, but your body goes into that state. And when you're there, like you don't get all those necessary functions that we have when we're not in fight or flight kind of go away. Like you're not really thirsty unless you are meth breathing and mm-hmm. you're not hungry mm-hmm. and you don't usually have to go pee. And like, it's just... There's not a lot of interruptions there if you are in your own, like, flow state with running. Mm. At least that's what I've found. Like, I've the longest race I've done is only 16K, which feet for me. That's um, still, but I didn't drink any awesome. water the whole time yeah. because yeah. I just didn't even think about it. Like, you're just – your head's down. You're doing your thing. Yeah. Your body's moving. And when you get to the end, you you, you do what you do and yeah. your pancakes and whatever. But <laughs> – Sounds good. But yeah. yeah. You kind of – you don't really need it as much yeah. as, like – you think, and I actually find I've in previous races, I, I did try to stay hydrated more often and it slows you down because your mind's thinking like, do mm. I need water? Do I need this? Or your stomach's upset because you drank too much and then you get a cramp. And so it's kind of like sensory deprivation in a way. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And it, it's cool to hear. It's like the flip side when I was talking to, uh, Dr. Sean Francis after his, his, yeah. uh, yeah, that, that ruck, um, for the, the iron warrior, I think it was called. And his was like to a T, you know, with like, I think it was like 50, 50 mils of water at a time with, with, uh, like seven grams of carbs because 10 grams of carbs or whatever it was. And like every five minutes he had the timer going off. Oh, wow. It was, it was, well, he was carrying a 50 pound pack for like 30 kilometers and then he had to canoe and then he had to run, you know, sprint to the finish line. But his he, his his performance improved by over an hour since compared to last year, and so it sounded to me like there was a lot of that. His training was more on point too, um, so it is hard to tease apart which thing was more significant for the improved performance. But that's a giant improvement in performance, and yeah, I was just curious if it was also in the summer and etc. But um, carrying the extra weight probably burns through more mm-hmm. fuel it's probably you know i'm sure physiology is adjusted to to handle the the load and stuff so there's a, there's a bunch of different things going on there but i just it's it's interesting to hear the flip side of it and uh well have you ever um i'm really gonna mess this up but the andy galpin uh-huh. reference to baker chefs and cooks 
Yeah. So some people are like bakers and everything is very precise. Yeah. You need the exact ingredient risk or it's not going to work. Yeah. Cooks, um, basically you tell them what to do. They follow the orders and that's how they get through the process. Whereas chefs, you can give them a list of ingredients, whatever it is, then they're just going to put it all together and make something delicious. Right. So I think how people approach it, he sounds more like a baker where everything is very where I think we're more like chefs. You can give us, here's half a bottle of water, two Twinkies and <laughs> piece of bread, figure out how to get there. Yeah. And that's how we get there. Whereas other people were like, okay, more directions, but you can kind of follow them. Maybe not as precise as a baker. Right. I mean, that's not the best reference to what Andy Galpin said, but uh, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's a good point to make. Yeah. I think there's a lot of merit in doing what you said Sean Francis does. Mm -hmm. I definitely know there's a handful of people that I ever competed against or are friends with that are really like precise and Mm -hmm. critical with, with things. And that's cool. I just never been interested in that. Yeah. I'm always like, oh man, it's a lot of work. And I just, for some reason, I, I like the idea of it, but I never do it. And I, I don't know if it's because of the sensory deprivation stuff where I was like, mm. now I need to get more in tune with my body because I don't know what time it is and I have to feel things yeah. or or else I don't know what will happen. Yeah. So I almost think the flip side of that is just being a little bit more um, like body oriented, maybe call it somatic, I don't know, but just really trying to pay attention to what's going on in your body while you're doing these things so that you can do the best you can to um, adjust accordingly mm-hmm. how you feel versus external um, parameters, cool. time or whatever. Yeah. 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 And I think it just depends on like what makes you feel secure in what you're doing, right? Like sure, yeah. if it makes you feel at peace to drink whatever every whenever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, exactly. then calm your anxieties by doing that. If it makes you feel more at peace to tune into your body, then do that. Like, Mm-hmm. It's kind of back to self-awareness. If I know you, you just looked at Unplugged, the book? No. Oh, I thought you were looking over there. Uh, no, but... Because that is basically exactly what he is talking about. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know, Archie. Yeah. I, I just met him. You want to talk about it? <laughs> it's exactly what Josh was talking about. It's kind of paralysis by analysis of all the data and, like, smart watches and, oh, I've got to follow this mm-hmm. uh, metric and I can't... If I go past this speed, I'm going to blow up and that kind of stuff, whereas getting more in tune with your body and... Like listening to your breath, mm-hmm. feeling the sensations, mm-hmm. listening to the wind, like just more, I guess, yeah, in tune with your body. Yeah. As we always say, know yourself. Yeah. Every yeah. podcast that doesn't have a guest on, I'm like, everybody's like, any yeah. tips for this topic? And I'm like, self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <always laughs> like I. any blanket statement. It's like when I grew up in church, the answer was always just Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> know someone else. What's that? Know someone else. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah but now it's self-awareness. <laughs> um, I have a big question. Well, maybe it's not a big question. I'm just so curious. What are you guys putting on your feet for this run? Are you wearing shoes or are you just wearing your feet? I'm not wearing the shoes I wore last time, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have much traction. Uh, I, to be, I'll be, be wearing uh, zero Terraflex shoes. Okay, so, so like barefoot. a minimalist yeah, yeah. shoe. But still grip. something. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I threw my shoes out. That would have been perfect for this run. I, I think a lace broke, and I was like, yeah, won't need these anymore. Uh, so I wore like, can't yeah. can't wear shoes broken laces. Yeah, I can't. That's impossible. What are we going to do? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I need to buy some. So I'll probably go to Runner's Life and probably grab the same ones I bought last time, but they're 
they're they sound actually quite a bit different than Dan's, but they're like they're silkeny with like a pretty aggressive tread. Yeah, because it will be slippery. And it does make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like you waste a lot of energy trying not to fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was just curious. There's a guy in town. I don't maybe you guys know him, but he runs barefoot like a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, so I'd be going for dog walks in Jackson Park or whatever, and you just see this guy like bundled up from the ankles up mm-hmm. <laughs> for winter, and then just his feet just flapping on the like wow. snowy gravel. Yeah. Man, you know what? I'd be really curious to talk to that guy because I know from being barefoot a lot that my feet are like so conditioned to the cold mm-hmm. that in the room temperature, they're just hot as shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, probably. So I'm, I can imagine yeah. he is like stressed out at home. Like it probably feels good to do. <laughs> yeah, it probably feels good to be yeah. like in like cold temperature and be like, oh yeah, my feet can relax. My feet get so hot all the time. That's really interesting. interesting. Yeah, so I need to do more hot. It is. It really throws me off when I see Josh wearing socks in the gym. Oh yeah. Like, that's a weird day. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It feels Something's like you're wearing slippers. Wrong. It's like a treat. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to a client. I'm like, man, wearing, I wore socks and uh, shoes the other day, like old Whoa. shoes. And I was like, my feet feel like they're on they, pillows right they feel now. Held. And I was in like a minimalist shoe and like, I don't know, icebreaker socks, like nice socks or whatever. But I was like, this feels incredible. But I also don't feel anything at the same time. True. Interesting. Yeah, there's a there's a much longer conversation there too about the sort of minim- minimalist running and barefoot running. Clearly, Dan, I know you've been doing it for a while, so I guess you kind of realize it works for you, but there was actually, I'll probably reference it, uh, our friends Dean and Freya, they have a, a good, um, what's a good, Move Daily podcast. Yeah. Um, they, they had a, they had this sort of, I think she's a podiatrist, podiatrist, like a foot doctor that kind of specializes in, in studying some of this like minimalist footwear versus who needs sort of more support and it was a good it was very interesting episode um because not everybody is built for uh like barefoot running or minimalist shoes and it's not just because we've been as you know like kelly Sturette and everybody talks about we're we're crammed into these uh foot coffins coffins. yeah that's the the right term i was thinking of (laughs) um but people do just have like naturally higher arches and they do need like a proper arch support in their their footwear in order to not have issues. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So. Oh, you you yeah. disagree? <laughs> Do you just? Dis- okay. well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm obviously not a doctor. Yeah. But anything I know or have read and learned about foot is, it's not the arch is a weight bearing surface. It's not like you don't need support under it because the bowl of an arch is it supports itself. So I don't mm. know why you would need. Like a bridge, support under it. Um, Unless it's weak, like that's the only reason I would. And again, I also am not a doctor, but I I think that people don't spend time strengthening their feet and strengthening the muscles, like in their toes and their arches. Um, did you listen to that episode? I didn't. No. I, I think that was. I, I forget all the details. That's why I'll link it for anybody curious. But, but I, I think that was part like, of it because uh, people are doing things like the, like the the fascia rolling and everything they're doing it wrong um so maybe it's maybe it's more of that that gradient towards barefoot but you do have to like work up to it because if you go go straight into it you're gonna 
Yeah. You, like, crippled. Oh, it hurts. I tried. I threw myself straight into barefoot running at one point, and I was like, I've got relatively high arches myself, and my left foot just, like, splintering pain. Oh. And I was too deep into it to not, like, keep going or turn around or whatever. Um, but the more that I condition my feet and actually strengthen them and do exercises that make the muscles in my feet strong, mm. it's totally fine. And what mm. you'll learn is, like, your knees feel better, your hips feel better, your shoulders start to feel better. Yeah, line makes better, right? Huge. Hmm. I think that kind of makes sense, too. I mean, you were, like, used to barefoot training in a lot of ways, like doing... Gymnastics, dance, yeah, gymnastics. stuff, yeah. But, My you know, I, th- I think another part of her point was with, uh, with like... Because Dane was, Dane was, you know, Canadian strongman champion. For That's the, what I thought one, you were talking about. Under 175-pound class. Sort of strong, and right? Like the yeah, sort of strong. <laughs> he's small. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no, he's very strong. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> um, he won. <laughs> but like, she was also kind of referencing some of like a, a yoke walk's a very unnatural thing. Um, you've got all this weight, and she's saying like barefoot may not be the best thing because you're like our arches were not were not evolved developed to withstand something like that which is where cushioning could be could help you as far as like an athlete goes in certain certain things like she i think she talked about do all of your training like with without arch support if you can or as much of it until like the like the warm-up etc until the heavy lifting comes around sometimes i can see that yeah it's worth i don't know it's worth listening to it's kind of like because I was sort of more on the fence or I was more on like aligned with, with thinking like everybody should be doing like the, the minimalist or barefoot as much as possible. Um, but there's, there is like a, a balance to, to be found there too, which is interesting. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Like I wouldn't just jump into a powerlifting competition, right? Because right. I'm not conditioned for it. Yeah. And mm. I think it's the same thing with barefoot. Like I wouldn't just jump right into that. I would start doing like exercises for my feet and spreading my toes a little more and like that kind yeah. of a thing. Yeah. Before you go for like a eighty K run with bare feet, right? Yeah. Well yeah. I think that's where the lawsuits came in with Vibram Five Fingers because people just went from literally right. twenty <laughs> mil or heel to toe stack to <laughs> barefoot and then got destroyed yeah exceptions yeah. 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 in what context does that make sense do something for 40 years and then do the complete opposite and expect a great result <laughs> yeah yeah especially when you're like literally deconditioning or like degenerating like the condition of something hmm. well it, it doesn't make sense but that's like how we that's, live that's, that's our culture that's, that's our culture <laughs> with fix the, yeah. the, you know like Just the go fad fix everything the, the, the fads that we experience with with nutrition or fitness or whatever and people do dive straight in and get less than ideal results because yeah it's the complete opposite mm. i think it's cool to dive into stuff too but don't expect like what the frig man this didn't work perfectly <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's like just experiment with it yeah yeah i want to piggyback on something you said too because um you're talking about people kind of weaning themselves into it not yeah. just going right for it yeah and i think part of the reason you would want to wean yourself into it too is because looking at like being able to see your feet and being aware of like what your feet look like in positions has a really big, uh, it, it changes how, how you think about your feet too. I feel like when they're in socks and shoes, like a lot of clients, it's like 
out of sight, out of mind. I don't know. Those are my feet. Yeah. Like you could basically call your feet your shoes and it would make no difference. Mm -hmm. It's like something that's just there. But when you have someone actually expose their feet, it's like, oh yeah, there is like moving parts and like this is part of the chain or part of the system too. And I can see that versus seeing just a block. Mm -hmm. So it's just like getting people to almost visually see that there's something different there, Mm -hmm. I think can kind of help with that. So maybe that's a good starting Mm -hmm. point. That's part of the reason why we say you can train barefoot in our gym. Yeah. And I don't care about the foot fungus stuff. It hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. So far, so good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As long as you keep the floors sanitized, there's not really anything wrong with it, right? We're going to get a berm this year. Yeah. 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 That's a good goal. New Year's resolution. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wait till the new year. Yeah. Yeah. Don't start anything now. (laughs) Don't just jump. (laughs) Get a race plan. Yeah. I got to race a train. Yeah. Um, So there's, is the, I think you've got there's a there's a cost to it. It's twenty dollars, right? Canadian, yeah. <laughs> CAD. I'm glad, CAD, we, I'm glad yeah. we we clarified that. <laughs> the race is in Canada. Just yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Peterborough. Peter, but Peter- not Ontario. UK. Yeah. I thought we were going yeah. To not UK. That does yeah. have part. I think we're going to Lapland. Uh, see, Where? it's a good thing we talked Lapland. about this. Where's that? <laughs> Finland. <laughs> we do the race differently. At, or reindeer. Anyway, and the, the, <laughs> that's going towards what you need, like. Um, you need to pay Harold Town or something for the... Yeah, so the like autonomy region conservation authority just up the road um, manages that conservation area. So we need a permit. We need insurance. We'll need a porta potty. Yeah, some liability. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some basic coverage, I think. Yeah. I think technically we're supposed to have some food and water. So we'll have like some, some water jugs. Oh, okay. I think some type of hydration system people can fill up and maybe some maybe some food i'm sure people are going to want to bring their own food but uh, yeah. maybe some, like bananas or something yeah something yeah. kind of basic yeah to supplement their intake so we're playing footsies i think one thing we should mention too is this isn't a race where you go to you're going after the belt buckle or the metal or something this is more about the experience yeah kind of the shared experience yeah. with other people yeah lots of high fives hugs and handshakes and just being around other people that you enjoy being with meeting new people so it's yeah. not yeah pressure's off it's not like oh where's my medal or i need this or i didn't accomplish it it's, it's no. not about that yeah so if, if that's what you're thinking don't show up <laughs> or you still show up just stay silent. Just, yeah don't get mad yeah. when you don't get a medal yeah <laughs> don't get mad on a damn peach so where do you where can i sign up for this race so we have a, I'll send you the link, but sure. we have a, we have an online registration now. So it's, it's really easy. You have to create a quick account on it's, it's called it's your race. Mm-hmm. That's the website. I wasn't sure if you guys called it the runs or if that was the website. Oh, we did. Yeah. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to when people, uh, purchase it with a credit card. Cause we changed this, what it says on their bank statement. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that I know you can do that, I'm going to have some fun in, for future events. <laughs> <laughs> you can literally write whatever you want. <laughs> so, yeah. So we'll have fun with that. So yeah, we'll we'll give you a link. It's it's twenty dollars. I think there's some type of um um what's the fee they have? Like a processing fee or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it's like three dollars. So it's like a super cheap race and yeah. part of that is like literally just to cover the cost of the insurance and that. And we like Dan said, it's not about uh this particular race is not about any type of gratification. Like you're going to get a high five regardless, but we're not getting winter shirts and medals and badges and ribbons and 
it's like, did you have fun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No? Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bank on that. <laughs> yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. I think there's, yeah, there's a lot to be said about doing something hard and not receiving a bunch of praise too, right? Totally. So I think that's part of the reason. Cool. Well, I think we're, uh, we're coming up on time. Is there anything else you guys want to say or mention or touch on before we, we close out? I'm hoping to see some new faces. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that, uh, that the fact that it's a short loop of 2.7 kilometers is, it's not a, a scary number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like most, like uh, almost anyone could do this race technically. And maybe we don't call it a race. Maybe we just call it a, an outing and it just happens to repeat and you can okay. choose if you're not competitive, don't be afraid because you can choose when to stop. If you want to do yeah. one loop and that's it for your day, then that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like we said, there's no like real official winner. Mm. Um, you can just do it as long as you want. And then at the four hour mark, if you want to keep going, then that's where we do an elimination round and feel free to stay in. Cool. So it starts at 7 a.m. When do I show up? Will that say on the registration and stuff? Or? Uh, it doesn't, but we'll just start. Uh, Is we'll, the first lap at seven? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so we'll show up, get warmed up. Yeah. Do your uh, thing to get warmed up. Like kind of get situated it's we're not going to announce the loop ahead of time but it will be marked and you'll be running in a group yeah obviously people will um kind of accelerate and be ahead or behind but it it's going to be pretty obvious where you're running and it's it's a pretty short loop so and it's repetitive Mm -hmm. so there will be a couple other little tricks and stuff that we'll announce the day of but don't people getting too comfortable cool yeah thanks guys thank Thank you nice scar thank you Thanks. This is my my racing scarf. That makes so we'll, sense. We'll see on the thirtieth. Yeah. You know your pace based on how high it flies in behind you. Is it? Yeah, like a kite kind of. <laughs> yeah. Thing, okay. I'm gonna bring my kite actually. Nick Andrews might cool. do this. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was like, I he's, might do this. I'm like, I hope you do it. He's a powerlifter, yeah. Yeah, like do, yeah. super strong dude with huge thighs. He's got big legs. Pardon. He can grow a nice mustache. Yeah. Well, the problem for me is that uh, the best photos of, will be in the first few laps as the sun's rising. So, uh, so you're going to take photos? I may I may uh, default on the first lap because I'll be <laughs> trying to catch photos of everybody. Come on, man. You can't do that. This is serious. <laughs> can you just run with your camera. If we get like a big sled and a body harness, can you just pull people around? Yeah, I can try that. We're gonna do, oh, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the sleigh rides we're going to do? Oh, you can go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> Maybe we'll just announce. Yeah, yeah. just announce it the day of. Okay. That's pretty special. It's yeah. a special surprise. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you definitely want to come out for that. <laughs> special surprise. Some of us sleigh rides. Some of us sleigh rides, maybe. Uh, maybe not, actually. I have toboggans we'll in my trunk if you want to just use those day of. The last lap will just toboggan down the main hill. <laughs> With the, yeah, the new wooden front. Yeah, I was going to say the wood stuff. That'll be <laughs> Well, I'll have a jump. Did you know that when we were doing the recon, you were there? Uh, probably. I did not know that, but that, yes, I'm there almost every day. What's, what's the recon? Some type of mission you were a part of? Is that when you guys <laughs> Oh, you're were? talking about when you and I were there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was there. All right. Um,